other super animal could we get Jason Statham to fight? I'm going to go balls to the wall and say Statham could go one-on-one with King Kong. Oh, wow. Okay, regular-sized Statham with full-size King Kong. Yes, correct. (laughs) Incredible. What do you think his tactic is going to be and how will it involve his tremendous forehead? Um, I think he'd probably just like headbutt the building that Kong is hanging off. <laughs> so He's it, at ground level, just so smashing it, it apart yeah, with his head. It just falls down, crushes Kong, just missing Jason Statham, who will say something uh, action liney, one-linery, oh, yeah. um, which I'm struggling with. London Bridge is falling down. It's not London Bridge, Jace. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Have you got a permit for this smash? <laughs> and down comes Kong. Then he just it's, then it's... he just walks past the rows and rows of tanks there who are also arrayed there. And it's just like uh... overkill, don't you think? <laughs> Flips them the bird, gets on a boat, sails off. You only need the right tool. Ah, <laughs> oh, twas beauty that killed the beast. No, it's Jason Statham. <laughs> Didn't you? Were you were you watching? Oh no, sorry, I got here late. I thought I had more time, but Jason Statham got involved. Podcast that is detecting increased aquatic activity 25,000 feet deep in the trench. I'm Paul J. I'm Bex. I was about to just give myself <laughs> the surname Statham, like I could be married to Jason Statham. You know uh, what? I'm Bex Statham. We got married. We're very happy. <laughs> it finally happened, folks. <laughs> After that long campaign that he started, it's now. <laughs> It's now finally here. Um, yes, Vex joins me because we've been sucked back out of the history hole, as has never happened before, and tossed back into the salty sea of recommendations month. Thanks, Bob Mortimer, and your mole fishing policies. <laughs> yes, that is due to scheduling conflicts, that is. But it's good, because as well as closing off the recommendations month, we're also heading into the uncharted waters of our most exciting season yet. Yes, it's the unrelenting thrill fest that I am calling... Algorithm month. <laughs> yes. For the next five weeks, we are going to exclusively cover films with some kind of relevance to that week's new releases. Ooh. It's, it's a bold new approach and a very exciting development to occur to me 335 episodes into this podcast. <laughs> Listen, you've got to start sometime thinking Look, about that you've algorithm. Got to just concede. You know what? We can't just keep de- uh, reviewing the creeping terror and hoping <laughs> again that and it's again. relevant. <laughs> and then eggs on our face when Ben Le- Wheatley remakes the creeping terror two two weeks from now. Yeah, and our episode's already already done and dusted. So we're gonna, it's it's going to change and it's going to happen right here. Yeah, and where better to start than with this year's long-awaited, I guess, sequel to the 2018 Statham Shark Fest, it's The Meg 2, The Trench. Jonas, we need your help. We're detecting increased aquatic activity 25,000 feet deep in the trench. It's an ancient ecosystem untouched by man. 
Whatever is down there is trying to make its way to the surface. This is a bad idea. Just a little bit. It was long awaited by me. I don't know about anybody else in the world. (laughs) We should offer some background on that because, of course, famously, you were due to do The Meg in our September uh, Stafer month last year. But then again, the scheduling Scheduling conflicts conflicts. got in the way. (laughs) And we weren't, unfortunately, I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) It was our fault. We should have once again swapped it around. (laughs) But you ended up doing the transporter, and The Meg was largely spoken about in your absence. Uh, by myself, Monsieur Goodman, and Ellen Graham. Yes. Uh, did you hear that episode in the end? Uh, I think so, yeah. I must have done. I mean, I listened to <laughs> them was... all, so presumably, yes. <laughs> presumably. It was not overwhelmingly positive. I think that's maybe why I don't remember it, because I was like, <laughs> well, that's wrong, and just... Oh, fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> that was your um, OG team contribution for the next three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, you fuck you all. Fuck you all again, and fuck you all a third time. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> wow, I did think they'd care so much about Elvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yes, it's so. Back in 2018, when this movie came out, Statham said there was room for a sequel if the first one did well. A truth that I think is universal to Statham films. Like there would never be one where he's like, you know what, that was perfect. Let's never do another. <laughs> one yeah, no, I don't. No matter how much money it makes, mm, I don't think so. No. No, Hummingbird 2, I think, will be coming to a cinema near you <laughs> some stage. <laughs> Safe 2, even safer. <sighs> the original author of the novel series that this fucking thing is apparently based on, and I was as surprised in it last time, and I still am, that this is a novel series adaptation. <laughs> hey, there are bad books out there, you know? It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Steve Alton said... Uh, my feeling has always been that this is a billion-dollar franchise if it was done right. But to be done right, you had to get the shark right. Ah, oh, yes. The shark is the key. The main character, the shark. Yeah. The, the eponymous. Yeah. You know, you've got to get that shark right. And it looks like they did because they make, made money. And so we have a sequel. It was written by the same team as the last movie. Oh, dear. And that is John and Eric Hober, whose past credits include Whiteout. Red, Battleship, Red 2, <laughs> My Spy, and Transformers Rise of the Beast starring Optimus Primal. I mean, I say include... <laughs> Sorry, Optimus Primal? Yeah, they made one called Optimus Primal. Which my my housemate Jack did point, rightfully point out. Oh, he was a big monkey robot and he should have been called Optimus Primate. Ah, uh, yeah. They fell down better. there. And, you know, the, the marketing did not indicate there were two Optimus Prime-esque beings... And the tagline wasn't, who is the optimal prime? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying to me is that this marketing team need to be fired. What I'm, what I'm saying is this script was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> because scriptwriters write the marketing is pro- thing as well, right? Yes, 100%. Of course. That's Famously. <laughs> That's why posters are so creative. <laughs> uh, they are currently working on a red TV show, a sequel to My Spy called The Eternal City. What? But that was just a spy satire. It's called The Eternal City. Okay. It gets really abstract. At the end of the last one, they find a, a parallel dimension. Um, and they're also working on a Naruto movie. He is also involved in a movie called... Sorry, they are also involved in a movie called Fast and Loose, starring Will Smith, that for some reason Netflix is not currently moving forward with. Well, I wonder why. Hmm. Can't think. 
the other writer on this is Dean Giagaris, who wrote Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. The second one. Oh. Without, yeah, without Daniel Craig. The, the bad was that one. the one with Daniel Craig? No, the first one's the one with Daniel Craig. Another guy shows up, doesn't he, to be in... Yes, and it's someone really funny, and I can't think about who it is right now. Is it Eric Banner? Uh... Oh. Cradle. I'm... It's Jared Butler. Jared Butler! That's right, so it is. God, he'd have been interesting. That would be an interesting crossover. Has Butler and Statham never gone beard to head? <laughs> um, I, don't they have. I don't think so. Oh my god, we need to launch a Brit. You know what? We need a spinoff in the Expendables where Statham starts up his own all-British run of um, Expendables, and it's going to be Gerard Butler. It's going to be Ross Kemp. <laughs> it's going to be Danny Dyer. And who else is rubbish? Who else is really shit? I don't know. I've run out of, I've run out of people. You've named them all. I've run out of hard British men. Dang. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's becoming to it will be coming to a pub, uh, a pub, um, second floor near you. What's the word? Ah, uh, who knows? Uh, you okay? Yes. <laughs> Are you... I was. I'm just. I was just checking to see if they've ever been in a film together. Have they? I can't tell whether all of these posters are fake. I think they might be. <laughs> I think there's a lot of wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have. Although it looks like they are friends, which is nice. Oh, that is nice. I'm glad to know that. I hope they hang out and discuss the sharks they could punch if they were a little braver. <laughs> uh, he also wrote Paycheck, the worst John Woo movie, uh, the Manchurian Candidate remake, and Tristan and Isolde, which, curiously, I have just here. Oh. Just here in the history section. Interesting. 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 <laughs> um, I remember it being alright. Anyway, uh, then it's just TV and the Meg movies for that guy, so there you go. That's fair. He's clearly an expert. Uh, the bookman, Steve Alton, said that he was interested in this one because of its dark tone. <laughs> sure. For the first <laughs> sure. half before it totally shifted. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Maybe that was before Ben Wheatley got involved. <laughs> Because, yes, for anyone who doesn't know, perhaps this is your first time listening to the podcast, as we do often mention Wheatley and have included him as one of the filmmakers in the Films You May Have Missed episodes way back when. Uh, But yes, Ben Wheatley is a British filmmaker who makes low to mid-budget genre movies that range from interesting but flawed to utterly fantastic. Uh, My favourites include Kill List, A Field in England, Happy New Year, Colin Bursted, and In the Earth. Um, and he directed this. It's certainly his biggest film, even bigger than Sightseers. I saw him interviewed. Uh, he declined to mention whether or not Statham had seen any of his work before <laughs> getting involved. <laughs> I really like that Sightseers. Listen, you never know, okay? You never know. We don't know how Jason Statham spends his evenings. He's such, he's such like a private person for such a famous person, you know? I just never <laughs> hear about him ever except when i'm actively watching him in a film <laughs> i just can't but imagine that he puts on a football shirt and disappears into a crowd of cockneys <laughs> like um hannibal lecter at the end of silence of the lamb yeah that's oh, that also checks out yeah dr statham dr statham critics reacted to meg to the trench like this is a truly terrible idea Robbie Collin at the Daily Telegraph said, Meg 2 by design is a completely anonymous bag of lukewarm McDonald's. It's hard to be mad at it, but only because it in it nothing in it stands out enough to get mad at. I wanna 
address this image he is conscious. I mean, jokes on him because I quite like cold McDonald's chips. So <laughs> this is yet more proof that this film is made specifically for me, actually, and nobody but also, else. So first of all, a bag of McDonald's is an interesting idea that just the food is so generic it could just be McDonald's. I've gotten you some McDonald's. What McDonald's did you get me? It doesn't matter. I got you doesn't matter. 500 grams McDonald's. of McDonald's. <laughs> also that it's anonymous. It's McDonald's, but without the branding. It's, it's McDonald's has been found at an airport and safely destroyed by robots. <laughs> so yeah, Robbie Collins did not have a good time. Clearly. The public, meanwhile, detected increased aquatic activity 25,000 feet deep in the trench. I've already used that one. Yeah, there's not a lot of quotes available in this for this film yet. And I don't remember any that aren't Jason Statham saying, The Meg. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's the only quote I remember. I've got two Ooh, in my brain. I look forward. I'm looking forward to getting to those. Are they coming up in quickfire or plot? Quick fire, very much quickfire. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, I can't wait. Um, yes, Cy Marie on Google said, I was honestly surprised by how much I loved it, but I think it's because this one started out action-packed and immediately drew you into the tale in a way that I found refreshing and fun. It was actually a better film than the first one, and I was very surprised with Jason Statham's acting in such a caring and protective role where he was pure of heart and conviction, while still smart and adept, as always. Okay. As always, smart. I am offended by the idea that this is the first time they've realised that Jason Statham can act. <laughs> Fuck you, he's a genius. He's always been caring and protective. Watch safe. He has to me, my husband, Jason yeah. Statham. <laughs> and if that hasn't translated to screen, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> he was protective and safe in the transporter when he threw that woman at the police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway we've got a lot of two men um oh yeah that's right we did the meg <laughs> that yeah. oh yeah that checks out that counts for that just the two three men though we've got cliff curtis who i am staggered to discover played the frightening gangster in training day he's so nice but also a new zealander of maori descent the guy in training day was mexican come on naughties listen come on guys do better but yeah, he was in both makes and The Last Airbender, where he was funny, but not necessarily on purpose. So he's a three man. Uh, then, of course, the Stafe is a seven man because we did a whole season of his films last year. So <laughs> that happens. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Go. Films are shit, mate. Um, I remember doing that just before the start of term for my degree and having a real sense that being able to watch Death Race and The Italian Job when I didn't actually need to was like the end of my free time opulence before the real work began. <laughs> it was like the last yeah. summer of my youth. <laughs> yeah, it has big vibes of that, right? I can't remember the last time. When we met up for this, I think you'd seen two other films that day. I yeah. can't remember the last time I did that but I'm pretty sure that's I was true. at university. <laughs> yeah, and that's only happened because um, the placement finally came to an end yes. last week. And I'm I, this is my summer vacay, I guess, before yeah. September starts up again. Ugh. Oh, God. It's, yeah, this is, and this is what I do. This is my spring break as I go <laughs> and watch The Haunted Mansion. And I think it was Blue Beetle. No, yeah. it was Strays and Blue Beetle. Yeah. That's what it was. God. What a, that, was, that was the... Um, appetizers i was working with here the amuse bouche before i d- stuck into my main of meg 2 a very very tasty meg 2 <laughs> a very tasty slab of of stafe 
Uh, Meg to the Trench has 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, what? 40 on IMDb. Uh, on a 40 on Metacritic, that is 5.5 on IMDb, a mind-exploding 87% on Google, and made $320 million on a $139 million budget. I'm genuinely... <laughs> like, this isn't me you doing a bit surprised. anymore. 29%? That's so I know. low! I know, it's so low. What did the Meg 1 get? Let's have a look. No, fuck off! What did it get? <laughs> no, that's for... Oh my god, it's looking like this is telling me that Meg 1 got 46%. That checks out. That's more what I was expecting for the Meg 2. Well, yeah, I'd flip those easily. No, Spoiler see, alert for my opinion. Yeah, spoiler alert for Paul's <laughs> opinion. Spoiler alert for Paul's For my opinion, I still think the first one is the better one. No way. (laughs) You want to know why? Specifically, Jason Statham was not shirtless in this. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, that's true. That is that is he wasn't. That is true. He was not shirtless in this one. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the reason why. Well, we'll get more into that later. But well, more into why the first one was worse than this one. Not more into why Jason Statham (laughs) was. uh... Not shirtlessness. I don't know why. It feels like Ben Whitley would be super up for that. But I, you, you know, know what it was? Is that the only time... So usually his shirtless scenes are either when he's showering or when he's doing pull-ups. He was only uh-huh. doing pull-ups at the beginning, but he was in a very cold cargo container. So they presumably oh. were like, well, they can't be shirtless. And then he didn't have time for a shower the whole film. He was too busy. I forgot about the container bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. I remember it well. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, this movie made money, so hopefully we shall get adaptations of more Meg novels, uh, which both Statham and Wheatley have expressed an interest in doing, and I really hope they get to the fourth novel, Meg 4, Hell's Aquarium. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fucking go. (laughs) Let's fucking go. The next one, the third one, I think is set on like a reality... Statham's character becomes a consultant in a reality TV show. Which is then attacked by Megs. I'm done with eco-terrorism, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. I want to work for TV. <laughs> I, want to, I want to increase my chances of meeting Kim Kardashian. Even if slightly. Oh, God. So, Bex, you apex predator. That's me. <laughs> What's one thing about the Meg to the trench that made you detect increased aquatic activity 25,000 feet deep in the trench? I'm sticking with that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Three's the rule. I'm out. Um, we all know that I've been my whole long and lonely life I've been dreaming of Jason Statham doing shark movies oh yeah and uh I was jump scared by the poster for the first one when I was in Australia visiting a friend (laughs) yep um and we had just days ago been having a conversation like man I really wish they would combine my two favorite things in the world shark films and Jason (laughs) Statham and God was listening and so ever since then I've just been waiting but never stopping moving like a shark <laughs> <laughs> like a jason state like a jason state them and um then the meg 2 came out and you said hey do you want to come see it and i was like obviously <laughs> absolutely and we should disclose that basically yes. we ended up seeing it about two weeks late and barbenheimer is still very much in full swing mm-hmm. so that is chasing a lot of the big movies out of the main screen which is just great that barbenheimer chased the meg out of the big <laughs> IMAX screens it's so weird and lovely but nevertheless that happened and i was worried i was worried we wouldn't be able to find a decent viewing experience of the meg 2 and then i found it the holy grail cineworld 02 
was serving this delicious dish in 4DX. Sorry, 3D 4DX. Let's not... <laughs> well, I think one of the Ds no. is... <laughs> On the website, it said 3D 4DX. <laughs> That's so dumb. Cinder World. Mm-hmm. No, come on. Because <laughs> I said the same thing when I saw it. I was like, well, surely the 3D is included in the 4D. <laughs> no, the DX all... <laughs> well, tell, you tell us what, okay. what happens in 4DX. Okay, so... <clears throat> First, I'm going to start off with a recommendation for any uh-huh. of my tit havers out there. You're going to want to put on a yes. sports bra because I had to watch the yes. whole film clutching my chest. Yes, it was a situation. <laughs> <laughs> so what you've got, you've got... We were all at risk. Okay, let's start with your seat uh-huh. vibrates. Yes, Sometimes vibrates. a little vibratey. I won't go any further. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. In the seat, there is a vibrator. <laughs> there really is. Which is unfortunately placed quite close to the front of the seat. It, you know what? There's just no way to sit that doesn't make it sometimes a bit weird. <laughs> I'll say that. Sometimes um, everybody in the audience went a bit quiet. <laughs> your seat can also kick you in the kidneys when Jason Statham kicks a man <laughs> in the kidneys. Yep, it's got one of Jason Statham's many feet lodged in the fur in the thing that will spontaneously kick when it detects that its master commands it. And make you go, hang on, am I the bad guy here? Why am I getting beaten up? <laughs> uh, Statham is nothing if not just. <laughs> your seat will also throw you around like you're riding yes. a rodeo bull. Yep. To the point where... I listen. I'm quite short, and my feet didn't reach the little like foot plate that's there for you to, I guess, brace yeah. yourself on. And there were moments where I was genuinely worried I was just going to slip and slide right out for that seat because also yep. we were quite damp <laughs> because there's something that sprays water on you whenever there's water on screen from in front of you and drips and water on you, you from above. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and there's also there's. There's two little things behind your head that fire yes. air out anytime anyone shoots a bullet. Now this has, this is, the experience of this is twofold. One, it it surprises you every time. <laughs> Lots of little jump scares. And two, because yep. it's much closer to your ears than the giant speakers of the cinema, it makes it sound yeah. like every bullet goes, Pff, which is yeah, very it's, underwhelming. It's quite a noisy experience in general. The water jets as well just kind of go, Pss, Pss. Which is just very silly. Um, then there is also yep, there's a light three more. that yep, flashes every time <laughs> something glints. Yep, or there's an explosion. On screen, yeah. Um, there is uh, there's like smoke machines there specifically yes. to gas people who are walking in late, and we yes, did see that it happen. It was wonderful. Came <laughs> late and just got gassed. Uh, Incredible. I can think of one more. What was the other one? One little guy. Oh my god, yeah, there's a there rat tail between your legs. <laughs> yeah. That will just whip around when exciting things are happening to make you feel like there's a rodent climbing up your trousers. <laughs> Hooray, I was still too, too tall for that one. My legs went out too far from the seat, so I didn't ever get to feel the little tingler. Well, I was very much not. As previously mentioned, I'm quite short. So it was actually um, it was actually like directly at ankle bone level for me. So it was quite uncomfortable oh, just God, smacking against my ankle bones. So Jesus. what I'm saying, dear listeners, is do not under any circumstances watch this in 4DX. 
it actively detracts from the experience. <laughs> I would say only watch this in 4DX <laughs> is the thing. Like, The Meg 2, I feel like, is the only movie that should ever be showing in 4DX. <laughs> I've been a few times, and it's always... Yeah, it's Of course, it's massively distracting for the cinema experience. But when is a movie going to be better suited to it than this? This should be a permanent exhibit at every... Cineworld is the Meg 2 showing in 4DX. There is there is one thing which supersedes the Meg 2 as as the film oh. 4DX, and that's Honey, <gasps> I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> the original experience. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we spent 25 minutes talking about 4DX. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's quickly run down what we remember of the plot, because yes, this is the first, I think it's the only the third time in this podcast history where we've reviewed something that's still in cinemas after Ooh. Don't Worry, Darling. And Assassin's Creed, which way back makes in the, the day. cinema a Threeman. Ah, oh, getting <laughs> bin cinema. Oh, free to a man. You had your time. To be honest, I did also struggle to pay attention to the first half hour because of how noisy our audience was. What, they really were. Yeah, <laughs> they were just talking out loud. But I felt such an asshole. I couldn't turn around and be like, "Do you mind?" Just shaking around at my chair. Yeah. Well, thing, also here's water the thing: spread at if my you face. turned around to that chair, there's genuine risk you would have got punched in the face by your <laughs> chair, and that's like. <laughs> It's like, we're in their territory now. We have to just accept that this is madness. <laughs> but it's the bit from the trailer, isn't it? It's some uh, dinosaurs yes. roaming around. And then one gets eaten by the titular Meg. Which can't possibly have been in the water that <laughs> right next to the it's beach. It's shallow water. It snuck up on a T-Rex. <laughs> he launched himself about 500 feet out. <laughs> then his mates pulled him back on a rope. <laughs> It's all the Meg mates. <laughs> oh, those guys are dicks. I hate them. I don't think we learn anything important in that. I think it's just a cool opening sequence. Well, we get a sneak preview of some future characters. Ah, the little okay. Oh, the little dino dudes. Lizard dino dicks. Oh right. Okay, good. So that that we're establishing Chekhov's dinosaur early on. <laughs> Okay, and then do we then get modern people being attacked on a boat or do we cut straight to we Statham? We cut because straight I mix up... to Jason Statham. Right. Under pressure starts playing. He's doing pull-ups <laughs> in a cargo container. Ask me why yeah, I remember right. this bit specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Which he blows his way out of yes. um, using explosives. And I do wonder if this is just his regular getting up routine. <laughs> <laughs> he just he seals himself up in a cargo container every evening. I've got to. It's the only way that the neighbours will be safe. And then he does that. And yeah, it turns out it's five years after the last movie and Statham is fighting environmental causes. Literally. He's beating up dudes who are just tipping big yellow barrels full of green goo of skull and crossbones on them into the side of the ocean. After threatening their parrot. Ah, oh, those dicks. <laughs> so, yeah, he kicks them. He kicks all of the bad guys and us. And he kicks one of them into a barrel and creates the bad guy for the next movie. Shark guy. But where's shark guy? He's a shark and a guy. <laughs> no, he's got all the powers of both. <laughs> Terrible teeth and mansplaining. No. <laughs> oh, don't try and sit next to him on a tube. Oh, by the way, Su Yin died. <laughs> the love interest and supporting lead of the last movie. She died off screen. Oops. It took me quite a long time to clock that, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, giant sharks are scary, but the cholesterol is the real killer. I also think we need to specify he did get <laughs> saved from the Philippine Sea by... Oh, yeah. oh, into God. an airplane with a little I forgot about on. the airplane scoop. 
<laughs> That's right, they come and scoop him up. In like, I guess one of those planes, you know, where the, that fight fires, where they just scoop up water and then just dump it. They scoop <laughs> they him scoop up with up. one of those and then he just rolls out onto the tarmac. Yeah, just at the panting airport. as if he held his breath the entire time. <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. Yeah. I was so already that, that... crying with laughter at this point. It must be noted. <laughs> it's very good. And at this stage, we meet the rest of our characters. We've got... Yeah, the little Suyin's little kid, Mei-Ying, who I, of course, shall refer to as Timmy, uh, just like all of the unfortunate children in all films, which mm-hmm. is all children because they're all unfortunate. It would be racist for me to treat this little this this particular little Timmy differently. You're right. Little Timmy. Little, Tim, little Timmy. And there's Timmy's uncle, uh, Jin, Jin Ming, Ju Ming, um, who's played by Wu Jing, uh, who shall be uncle alternate main character because the movie sometimes struggles to decide who the lead of this movie is. I'm going to go ahead and call him... Jason Statham's boyfriend, but you do you. <laughs> I love that. Mr. Statham. <laughs> uh, they all live together in Shark Mansion. Big ocean house of sharks. Yeah, this is going to be bad. This plot rundown is going to be bad. <laughs> okay, oh no, there's a gala going on. There is a gala to celebrate the new thunder of Shark Mansion. Um, it's, yeah, evil white businesswoman. For some reason, the Chinese censors were okay with this choice. Of <laughs> yeah, notably. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guys are the westerners obviously Fuck yeah <laughs> uh yeah shark house have a meg that they've been studying uh uncle uncle main character thinks he's been taken sorry mr statham it's gonna be jason statham and mr statham yeah, from that one folks keep up uh yeah mr <laughs> statham thinks he's tr- uh t- tamed this particular meg they have a special bond they have a special bond and he just uses a little clicker which is significantly less stupid than chris pratt's hand thing true very true. <laughs> yeah. It's in clicks. Uh, he seems to have uh, the same bond with the Meg that you might have with a cat that you think you own. You know, and just like a cat, it does immediately fuck off and you don't. they don't see it for about a week. Yep. <laughs> it's fair. It tries to bite you first, though, but you go, oh, I just activated its play reflex. And <laughs> he loves me. Definitely more afraid of me than I am of him. <laughs> legs come off yeah they they decide they're gonna go see if they can find the shark i think or at least investigate the trench no 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 paul you've got this all backwards oh god he goes i'm swimming with the shark because i've trained it everyone's like you're an idiot he almost gets eaten in front of his niece yes but then he just the door opens and he's somehow already inside and is like i told you (laughs) then they're just going on a regular research dive they're mapping out the trench because they've now built special tech that lets them just yeah. go through robots Mexes. The, what's it called oh the the the, the layer of cold that yeah. lets you go for it the thin layer of cold water that keeps animals trapped down there except all the times it doesn't do that yeah they're just going on a regular old dive but unbeknownst to them the meg has escaped oh. and follows them oh okay Good so they're stuff. suddenly like well because well actually bone to pick they're like, my God, the Meg, it's following us. And they're like, oh, that's impossible. It kind of escaped. And they waste some time arguing about that. And then they're like, our only option is to go through the marine layer because it can't follow us. So they go through the marine layer and the Meg immediately follows them. That's never yes. explained or addressed. <laughs> nope. It's just, it's just, it really wanted it. That's the thing. To get through that layer of cold, inhospitable water, you just got to be really pure of heart. Just a reminder, I did mention in the first... Uh, Meg plot rundown that in the original book the, fir- the first book the Meg escapes by 
they're towing using a submarine a dead Meg out. Uh, I think a recently deceased Meg out of the um the thing, and the live one comes so- up behind and bites into it, and the still warm blood from the dead Meg is able to warm the alive Meg enough to keep it alive as it goes through the cold barrier. Sure, it's a Meg approaching fast. That's not possible. They can't go through the thermocline. The thermocline. That's what it's called. That's it. The thermocline. Yeah. It's 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 a it's Calvin Klein's most interesting brand yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, that troublesome Timmy has stowed away as well, very much like the Meg. Yes, <laughs> they have a lot in common. It's very much your bond, really, which will be explored greatly in uh, the Meg Five. So, <laughs> yes, uh, Timmy's here. What are we gonna do? Oh, the subs are going down. So yeah, cat cat shark. I'm calling it. Chases them down there, and they meet two even Megara Megs whilst they're down there. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest Meg I've ever seen. Biggest Meg anyone's ever seen. That's gotta be the apex predator. Who has some sex with Cat Shark. Horny Megs. Two horny Megs, and they all have a bit of a freak. They get their freak on. It's Wheatley's kinkiest sex scene since Hiddleston (laughs) and pregnant Elizabeth Moss in High Rise. (laughs) Everyone's watching, too. (laughs) And once again, it really does it for me. Jason Statham watching really, really adds to it. That's what you want, really, isn't it? You ought to be, ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, whilst they're down there, they also find an illegal mining operation being managed by the evil mercenary, not Pedro Pascal. That's what I wrote as well. Yeah, I thought Pedno Pascal, like pas in French, you know, is, yeah. is not. But like Pedno, so... Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it's not very obvious when it's spoken and not written, but at least it's going to mean that Spellchecker is having a nightmare. With <laughs> Did you mean anything but this? This is nonsense. I know, word check. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to be here when I write OGT stuff. You're trying your best, and I appreciate that. But sometimes <laughs> I do actually want to write Pedno Pascal. <laughs> Never give up on me, please, word checker. You want to just go ahead and turn that spell checker off? I might turn it off. Spare it, it's suffering, you know. <laughs> Anyway, Pedno causes an explosion which grounds both subs. And just kills all his own workers. Because he's evil. Oh no! <sighs> he's untrustworthy. And he's going to get a bad review from his... He's going to ba- get a bad quarterly review from his employees. <laughs> the ones who are still alive. So, it's a little tricky to know what's happening at this stage because we are getting thrown out of our chairs and hosed down. But... <laughs> <laughs> Quite intensely. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, I did subsequently think... How often do these water lines get cleaned? Am I going to get like Legionnaire's disease from this <laughs> cinema trip? It's don't worry, it's being pumped directly out of the soda machines. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go, though! Legionella's disease from 4DX the Meg Two. He yeah. died. The- <laughs> he died the way they lived. <laughs> Oh, God. But it turns out the rescue pod has been sabotaged by someone, very subtly, I bet. So they have time to put on the mech suits, although in mech suits, and get to the special base. Yeah, they're like, we're going we're gonna to hike across the bottom of the trench yeah. and, and make it there. And I'm like, wow, this whole movie's going to be set underwater. And then we kind of almost <laughs> immediately cut to, yeah. it's 400 meters away. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. But by this okay. time, I think we've already lost two of the original cast. Yes, we I have. I can't keep track of because I saw them <laughs> so briefly. I know that I one think... is a Comic-Con nerd and that's the only yeah. characterization I got for any of them. What's with all these toys you've hanging around your console, Lance? They're not toys. They're 
figurines. They are definitely toys, Lance. <laughs> Thank you. So are you and Sal like Comic-Con guys or what? Uh, absolutely right, yeah. Do you, um, dress up? Uh, yeah. Don't get him started unless you want to see a million photographs. Oh, yes, please. Stay focused, guys. They die almost immediately, in spite of the superpowered Megsuits. And then the other one dies when their face place cracks and breaks all the way. Is there another? Uh, so someone someone got octopus, but yes. like no one saw what happened. They just saw the the uh, like yes, helmet, that's right. like float down. That's um, right. And then one of them is running out of oxygen when they're running towards the airlock and just is like, lets the shark take her. Oh, okay. So then there's the third one who dies in the airlock. Yes. Okay, right. Good stuff. But we're missing one of my favorite parts of the film. Oh? Which is, as they are trying to make it to the airlock, there are not only little swimming lizard dinosaur motherfuckers, but the Megs come. Yeah. And in order to try and give everyone time to get to the airlock, Mr. Statham... Oh, yeah. Cracks a flare and then just fully goes Gandalf at Helm's Deep, <laughs> just running out into the darkness with this bright white light, <laughs> like chasing off the Megs like they're the fucking Nazgul. <laughs> I lean over and go, it's Gandalf. And I'm nearly thrown out of my seat for my trouble. It was worth it. And then and then Jason Statham turns up and is like, you really want to die, don't you? And puts the flare into like his spear Aunt. gun and just launches it off to save his boyfriend. <sighs> He's so protective. Then they get into the airlock and then someone's faceplate shatters before it's equalized and they implode to death. There you go. So we've lost three. (laughs) Thank God for these mexes. We're left (laughs) with Statham, Mr. Statham, Timmy, and Regus, who is here because Ruby Rose was too busy being pissed at Hollywood because Batwoman. Fair. Yes. We're going to call Regus Newbie Rose. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, this base looks sketchy. It's a good thing we still have our super powerful mech suits with just a little bit of juice left in them. So they take those off immediately and wander around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although luckily, what they immediately find in this base is more mech suits. How did this tech oh. get down here? <laughs> Who could possibly have done this? Do they literally get changed into new mech suits? I don't even remember this. No, they don't get changed into them. They're just like, oh, look, these are my <laughs> mech suits. I made these. How are oh they here? God. And then they move <gasps> on. Dun, 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 dun. So very shortly after they find themselves trapped in an escape pod bay. I feel like we're also missing out on the surface. Their surface well, friends are doing yes. some investigating. Yes, we have two comic relief dudes. We have The Last Airbender and we have DJ, whose most prominent role before this was probably SWAT. But he was also in a movie called Freaky Deaky. So obviously I'm going to be calling him that. Yeah, that checks out. And, f- and definitely not suspicious Felicity. Oh, Felicity. But they find out that the bad guys are evil white businesswoman, goodness, and uh, the lady in the chair for the group, who, yes, Felicity. Felicity. <laughs> Felicity. Oh, no. This is this is bad timings. So there's a tense standoff where Newbie Rose might be about to shoot the staff. Uh, but, you know, and, and, you know, Directly it's heartbreaking. Heart. It's okay. I know you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you nearly killed me. You've got to shoot me in the heart, though. Nothing gets through my head. <laughs> Solid titanium. That's how I'm about to survive what happens next. <laughs> yes, it needs to be. Because, yes, they, the, the bad guys eject all of the parts. It looks like we're trapped. 
Unless we can come up with something really, really dumb. Okay, and so what we're coming up with is Jason <laughs> Statham getting into an airlock and just leaving the station without any sort of protective gear on. He's just in whatever he was the ocean. wearing, like, yeah, 25,000 feet below the ocean, but it's fine because he pushed all the air out of his sinuses, so he's fine now. <laughs> That's what gets you with pressure. It's not having the weight of 25,000, you know, things of water above you. Or affecting it the is. oxygen in your bloodstream or in your lungs. No, nope, nothing like that. No, it's, it's just, just the sinuses. The sinuses. If you've got a Vicks vapor rub, you'll be fine. Don't worry about the woman who just exploded. Uh... <laughs> she didn't believe. <laughs> Her sinuses, so, too airy. Yeah. Not only is he fine after this, but he has a fist fight with Pedno. Which uh, they just, they get away from. I can't remember how, I, how it works or what happens. They, they um, fight for a bit and then they're stop. They're definitely, at some point, they accidentally activate a little ramp that's taking stuff up to be crushed that's in a right. miner. They have a little <laughs> fight on there. Yeah, Classic no state It's a shame. But yeah, they, they 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 get back to the surface. Everybody gets back to the surface and finds that three megs, some lizards, and an octopus have escaped, and are all converging on the same small island. Fun island, fun island. And then after that, I think we'll just say the ending happens because I think we could probably end our rundown here for two reasons. First, it is still in cinemas, so we should probably give people more of a chance to go see it for themselves. True. Uh, but second just crazy shit starts happening that would be absolutely exhausting to actually break down and lay out of like they run into here and then he goes yeah, over here. Yeah, I think we can just, just say everywhere. for the second half, everyone's there, including yeah. three Megs, a giant octopus, and some dinosaurs that can both swim and for some reason, despite <laughs> millions of years of evolution, can still walk even though they've been trapped under yeah. the thermocline the whole time. That's ancestral memory. And it's an action film. <laughs> we nearly get thrown out of our seats a lot at this point <laughs> we certainly do and yeah the movie eventually ends and the writers brainstorm if they can come up with a pun as good as Finn question mark but they can't so it just ends <laughs> come on you ugly bastard and that's the Meg to the trench so what? Do you, how, how, yeah how was it it was one I mean aside from my concerns <laughs> for my physical health during the oh, film oh sure yeah, um, we got battered. And and my absolutely not supportive enough bra. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah. It was yeah. I, it was it was very much like a film of two halves. I think they <laughs> it was a bit <laughs> too grim and serious in the first half, really. <laughs> but then in the second half, yeah. just went absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. I feel like I could maybe have been some a better balance of that i don't know um but yeah it was good it was funny it was silly it was an action film it was everything i want out of jason statham and a shark film yeah yeah absolutely recommend go see it yeah i enjoyed it too i had fun and that was my big complaint with the first one and of course you know last time we had a big discussion about the big word that we used to describe it me and all the other film critics it seems quite <laughs> embarrassingly was toothless mm-hmm. you know we talked about how it didn't really have the nerve to do anything sort of particularly shocking or affecting and even that even came down to the character dynamics where everyone was just sort of generally kind of amicable and there was just no real tension in this there is there's there's fun between the characters the characters are so much funnier like i heard a clip of dj from the last movie and it's like oh my god that's night and day being written by well it's, it's crazy though because it's the same people writing yeah. it so yeah i don't know if he was just allowed to improvise a bit more the actor or if wheatley got involved 
I mean, I think his character arc was a lot more fun. I think yeah. they definitely, when they were writing this, they sat down and kind of looked at him and were like, okay, well, we have to have him back and this is how we have to have him back. And they went, yes. Yeah. And it's kind so of worked fun. around that, you know? So, the yes, he got to be so much funnier and yeah. and do so much more, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and him and his little buddy were a great like duo to cut back and they really were. from. Yeah. They did that great thing where they made the comic relief comic character actually somewhat competent because obviously the main yeah. thing to do is to just have them not be able to do anything and it's just embarrassing. But it reminds me of um, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Boyle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Boyle is actually quite good at being a cop in spite yeah, of being a massive joke. It's just that he's joke. a funny little guy. <laughs> he's just a funny little dude. But if he needs to t- run into a building and tackle a guy, he'll just do that. You yeah, know? It's, I like that. I like that kind of thing, and I, I enjoyed yeah very much uh, JD's uh, DJ's character in this. Um, but that just extends to everything. Everything just felt a bit more developed, a bit more fun, and a bit more realized from the last one, which kind of had a sense of what it needed to be, um, but didn't end up doing it, or just fell short. And maybe you can put that down to the direction. I believe the director of the last one was John Turtletaub, quite memorably. Um, <laughs> what a name! <laughs> what a name! And what a CV as well, if I remember that correctly. That is my next D&D character. <laughs> Turtletaub! Yep! <laughs> It's quite something. But yeah, here, I I don't know. It's very hard to trace the feeling of Wheatley. You'll see in my quickfires, there's a couple of moments where I feel like some things from him have gotten in. But it's hard to sort of pinpoint and say, oh, yeah, that's from the director of a field in England. (laughs) You know, it's... (laughs) Yeah. It's very unusual. But nevertheless, what this feels like is a much more assured blockbuster. And I don't understand the critics who have said that it just isn't fun enough. Because although it does, I think, lose itself a couple of times. And I think maybe the mm-hmm. final act does go on a bit long. And you're right about the first act. I think maybe it does take itself a bit too seriously and can do with being a bit more fun. But my God, is that a step up from the last one? I don't get why... People didn't enjoy this more. And maybe it's just because we were in 4DX. So things like the submarine chase felt insane. Yeah. I think, yeah. And also the I, the jet ski jousting moment. Yes, oh my God. X was sure something. It was unbelievable. Sprayed <laughs> down with a hose whilst your chair tried to turn you upside down. Yeah, oh God. It was it was extraordinary and, and just a perfect experience for that. This for me felt like a sort of quintessential summer blockbuster in a way that yeah. was very entertaining. It's nothing particularly special and maybe you would hope for having Wheatley involved it would be elevated in some way. And he did compare this to movies like Mofra and the old like big monster movies of the 60s and such when I saw him interviewed. And I'd like to see more of a spirit of that, but I can't... I don't know, I can't necessarily fault it. Like, it has meagre ambitions and it succeeds in them, from what I can yeah. see, so... I think sometimes sometimes a film doesn't have to be groundbreaking, you know, if that's not what it's trying to be. If yeah. it's like, hey, we've got a big fucking shark and we've got Jason Statham, let's have a good time. Then yeah. if you have a good time, it's, as far as I'm concerned, a successful film. <laughs> and it's good timing, I think, as well, because Barbie and Oppenheimer have really just blown open the doors of perception in terms of what can be a big film yeah and you really hope that that's something that although hollywood's going to learn all the wrong lessons from that <laughs> yeah. it's going to make more toy movies in response yeah. to barbie and i don't know what it's going to do for Oppenheimer. people like three-hour documentaries about famous physicists get on it <laughs> <laughs> i want that feynman script on my table on my desk <laughs> by next week god knows what they'll do for that oh, but they'll learn god. the worst things definitely yeah They'll, sure. they'll, they'll look at whatever the most oh people like it when we have sex with guys in front of a board a board meeting do that uh. <laughs> I haven't seen Oppenheimer. That's news to me. <laughs> it's 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 quite the scene. It's, um... It sounds like it. <laughs> it's very abstract. I quite like it. But anyway, it's um yeah. It, it, 
it, it'd be fun. It's it's nice to have fun movies. Also, yeah. yeah. So with that said, let's quick fire. Quick fire. And can I just say, considering I was writing this from memories of the movie, I have like twice as many as I had when we did the Meg Two last year. <laughs> so I don't know this if sticks I have with you. I don't know if I have that many. Okay, but I've got a, I've got a good few. I'll start just in case I've got more. Um, I'll say the pre- prehistoric bit's quite fun. Um, like with the dinosaurs. It was a great trailer because you're watching it like, is there a new Jurassic Park movie out or something? Like, what is this? I genuinely did that. Yeah. I was in the cinema. Yeah. I was watching Barbie. I was with my sister. <laughs> that came up and we both looked at each other and I went, surely they're not making another one. And then the shark went, home. And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the such a, a shift in expectations to yeah. go from An oh, another Jurassic switch. Park yeah. to ah, bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> I'm just going to start off with um, my favorite bit from the, the right at the beginning when he's fighting some uh, bad people on a boat. Yeah, and they've they've got him surrounded. They're just standing on top of these containers, <laughs> yeah. and he does the most 14 year old thing ever, and he says. Oh, you're going to want to see the warrant. Because uh, he's told them they're all under arrest. And he yeah. searches his pockets with both hands, yeah. brings them out middle fingers up, <laughs> and then just falls backwards into the ocean. Yeah, with a and, lip bite as well. It's very good. And uh, it was just a great moment. And, it was very good. Uh, things like that that make me very happy to be married to Jason Statham. <laughs> to both of them. And <laughs> can I just say, I really like that they found more physical stuff for them both to be doing, like mm-hmm. actual jumping and running and fighting and like kicking dudes. It was, it was, yeah. Well, that's what it you was want nice. out of a that's Jason Statham film. You they know? found because otherwise, this is just a big CGI shark attacks people without blood. Yeah. So finding ways to make it physically exciting and not just full of CGI, like putting him on a jet ski and mounting a camera to the jet ski so that it actually picks up that this is a real stunt makes it exciting mm-hmm. you know it makes it visceral and real and i feel like that's something really big that wheatley brought to this one um also a thing that he brought is there's a line in there where it's the or- it's not the auction so i feel like it was like an auction of Stephen, but it's the um the unveiling of the funders or whatever the board meeting thing and a whole party of people are like um obsessing over Stephen and um uh who is it who's encouraging it? I think it might be... It's uh, the niece, right? Megan. Is it the... No, somebody's on the mic and it's like, somebody's there he stage, is, go on. Yeah, yeah I think selfie. it's it's Mac. Yeah, it's Mac, I think. You're right, um, it's Mac. And, and he's like, uh, he says, go on, give him a tickle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that felt like a Wheatley line, give him a tickle. <laughs> very good. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed Sienna... I don't know how you say her name. Guillory? Ooh, I don't know. Who did she play? She was she was an evil white woman, right? Oh, okay, fun. Let me check. I'm real bad at I don't at think names. I know the actor. Yes. You don't no. know her? Cool. Not off the top of my head. How? You talk about like, how great she is and I'll look her up. She's in so many Resident Evil films. Oh, um, <laughs> she was also in Fortitude, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, oh, I liked Fortitude. That's who that is. Yeah. Oh, um, anyway, I thought she was a wonderful villain. And 
I really a so kind of two parts to this. One, I really enjoyed her wardrobe. I think oh, there yeah. were some really great kind of like <laughs> power suits in there that were very much immediately just told you everything you needed to know about her. Like, hello, yeah. I am rich, powerful female boss. I take no shit. And I'm going to try and, <laughs> like, I'm going to do dirty things, but I'm going to keep my hands clean um, yeah. because I'm wearing very expensive jewelry. Um, <laughs> so that, and also, I just really enjoyed how quickly she got to devolve into villain monologuing because she yeah. did it really wonderfully. She did. And, and in some like of the, the lines most blatant way, it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like in a lot of times, when, when a villain is doing something that's evil by everyone's standards, at least kind of talk around it or whatever and she was just like we're gonna mine the ocean for all it's got and i don't care about the ecological consequences yeah no one's gonna fucking know anyway <laughs> and i was like i can respect that <laughs> i love that i love how just mustache twirlingly evil she was yeah. it's great amazing amazing speaking of evil i really like montez the uh mercenary uh killing his guys like just yeah. really heartlessly because they're on the radio being like uh, he's like I'm gonna have to blow it and they're like no don't do it yet we can get out of here and then he just says something like I'm sorry press the thing and you hear them go no and then it explodes and it's yeah I don't know everything to do with peril at the bottom of the ocean I think got to me because like I don't know if uh, drowning is a massive anxiety of mine the whole pressure thing is a really frightening idea so like just death at the bottom of the sea is a very upsetting thing and just consigning these guys to just die yeah. Well, quite quickly, but still, it was but pretty horribly. horrific. But horribly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Okay, another, uh, since we're talking about Pedro, Ped, no. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that the way that he escaped, because uh, he was also down in the research facility fist fighting yes. Jason Statham. And uh -huh. the way that he escaped was strapping on a dive suit. That's right. And then just kind of like, I don't know what it was. It was like a little weather underwater weather balloon, and he just well, cut it's it off to get from the stuff mooring. up to the surface that they're You're mining. Right. The pods to get stuff up from the surface, and he just holds onto it. Like, sure, yeah. you're just going to go through the thermocline like that. Great. <laughs> of course he can. I love that for you. But that's just a great shot of it. Him kind of rising towards you with just two <laughs> little hands holding onto this thing, and I was like, good for him. He's powered by hate. Um, I've got two things pertaining to the pressure. First of all, the actual pressure death was horrible when it just sort of crashes and crunches and. You know, you get this awful sense of them knowing it's about to happen, and yeah, they're and they moments so away from saviour. Yeah, yeah, safe. Yeah. That's it. That's that makes it really horrible. But also, in spite of how absolutely ridiculous it is, Statham's no breathing swim scene where he had to empty, allow his sinuses to flood before he started was pretty horrific as an idea. Like it got yeah. into that. The things that really get to me is the idea of, in order to survive, you have to do something horrible. Yeah, You know, like the airlock sequence from Event Horizon a couple of weeks ago where you have to like breathe out all of your air before you get put, thrown into the vacuum kind of thing. Or there's a tra the, the trap that always gets me in one of the Saw movies, I think it's the fifth one, is where someone is like, has a box around their head that's f filling up with water. And mm. to escape it, they have to give themselves a tracheotomy so they can breathe through the pipe yeah, that just well, stuck into their neck. It's this idea, isn't it, that, that to survive, you have to overcome your natural instinct to survive. Yes. Yes, that's the thing, and that really fucks me up. So I think, yeah, stay from doing that kind of did that for me. And Wheatley captures it quite well. I think I think that was our only blood in the movie as well. Yeah, his, uh, yes, because there's a horrible nosebleed. His, his and nose bleeds when His he's... nose bleeds and his vision is blurring. It's, yeah, it's quite effective. Yeah, that was pretty effective. I didn't yeah. enjoy that. Um, they are, these are in no order, by the way, except for oh, the yeah. order that I remembered them in. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a very me one. We've got some really nice... 
big Statham smiles, and I don't think oh. Statham is allowed to smile enough in his films. No. Because he's got a really lovely smile. <laughs> We mentioned this in the first Meg. There's a bit right at the beginning where it's establishing that he's given up on, you know, the the shark life and he's just living in like a little town. And some guy like teases him about paying him back and he just kind of laughs. He just kind of goes, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, he laughed. Yeah, right. So there was, <laughs> there was, there was just some nice moments of yeah. Jason Statham being allowed to yeah. be happy and express feelings and it doesn't happen enough because i think no. he just has a really lovely smile call me biased i know he's my husband but <laughs> just it brought me so much joy so i it enjoyed did. that they let him have some humanity as well as just punching things in the face yeah. i love it when they do that and i love it when it's based around because usually the only humor that an action main character is allowed to find funny is when the comic relief character screws something up mm-hmm. like if they drop a bunch of stuff and then the main character can go huh. yeah. like vin that's what vin diesel is allowed to laugh at and i yeah. feel like Statham, unfortunately is too often pigeonholed there as well oh you need to get away from the diesel bunch all of the Fun Island deaths, um, really, were just great. In particular, yes. the, the the shark sort of attack, where it would just like launch people into the sky and then eat them as they fell back down. And a really horrific shot from inside of the shark, as it opens its mouth, some people float in and it just chomps without having bitten into them. So there's this horrible idea of, oh my god, what's going to kill them? Yes. Yeah, and that was I, that's on my list as well. That was going to be my next one, the shot from inside the shark's mouth, um, yeah. which I really like because, as you said, they don't get crushed by those teeth, but you know they're not going to live. Yeah. Um, and also, we get several chomps. It's not like a, it's not like one shot. It's like yeah. an om nom 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 shot, and it just really drove down. Like it's moving fast and it's really big. Yep. It can fit so many people in that mouth. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to drift in with like your family and you're going to be all in there together. Oh, God, it's horrible when you start thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> but I loved it. It was very much like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the... There was one um, moment where the giant octopus just <laughs> gently squeezed a shark to death. and the shark's eyes kind of bulged (laughs) and i was just like fuck yeah (laughs) this is cinema right here (laughs) Uh, i was being an unfortunate death i really enjoyed jess the traitor and her death where i think they unfortunately put it in the trailer where she's next to the big window and they samuel l jackson her basically from deep blue sea yeah um she's just like turned her back and she's like relax this thing's shark proof well she's just talking about how she's she's just been promoted She's just talking yep. about how she, she's like, we can definitely get ahead of this. This place is shark proof. Yeah. And then it just bites through the window and gets so, and that's pretty fun. But I did also <laughs> like in that moment that Pe- Pedno was there. They were yeah. in the Yeah, they were an item. And just like, it was actually quite a grim moment as he kind yeah. of like watched this happen. And you could see him reacting to that, but also the yeah. knowledge that if he doesn't immediately leave, <laughs> he's going to die too. So he has to do like yeah. a little screaming grief fueled sprint that was a nice moment. Yeah. no <laughs> um i enjoyed zooming jumping out of the helicopter with a spear that's mr Statham. in slow motion just ah oh, wonderful because <laughs> they've got spears with explosives on them which they're trying to chuck at the megs and he just jumps out of the helicopter well, i think at that point he's got a bomb that he's yes. made out of the fertilizer that's correct because jason <laughs> improvised all the, all the explosive spears jousting <laughs> rightly so 
Um, he has one of them shot out of his hand <laughs> by the most accurate um, squad support machine gun you've ever seen. But none, all of the other shots in the film miss, obviously, but that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, so whilst, whilst at the bottom of the ocean, everyone is trapped down there and trying to figure out how they're going to get out, Mac and uh, DJ are up top. They've realized who the traitor is and they're doing their little like sneaking around yeah. that if we can get here, we can call for help kind of thing. Uh-huh. And they are trapped in a room and there's some bad guys outside and DJ pulls out his, his little fucking like adventure backpack that's now full yeah. of things that will help him in this kind of situation. Yep. And he gets out a taser and some pepper spray. And he says, I'll, we'll open the door. I'll pepper spray them. We count to 10. Yes, you run you out and tase them. <laughs> and he pepper sprays them. But then Mac panics and doesn't count to ten, runs straight out into the mist of pepper spray, yeah. and kind of gets self pepper sprayed. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. It was a very funny I, moment. I thought they were both great. They were so good they together. They were such a good duo. Yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I really hope that the poor. I hope that this movie has made money. I hope that means that Wheatley can continue to make movies like this, and people don't pay attention to the critical reception <laughs> of this particular one. I don't often think that, but in this case, yeah. I do. Um, or maybe Wheatley will take it to heart and be like, all right, I want the next one to be more fun. All right, then. <laughs> like, yeah. Watch Rise me. Rise to the challenge. <laughs> let's, let's have a can have it, Wheatley. We can take more. Um, but okay. I mean, this is illustrative, I think, of my main argument about this not be, about this being a fun movie. Slight spoiler. One of the Megs is dispatched because Jason Statham takes a rotor off of a helicopter that has crashed and uses it anime style to stab the shark through the head through its mouth now you get a close-up of his his heels just moving backwards slightly on the rocks he's standing on oh that's real because he's yeah he's stronger than a mag that's incalculable uh modesty to have allowed um the camera to show his heels moving back a bit (laughs) What a gift for Mr. Stafford. Showing us all that he really is human after all. <laughs> they got a stunt double to do that. He, they, they, they couldn't move him backwards. Yeah. Um, this is another kind of spoilery one, but um, when he's facing off with Pedno <laughs> and favorite quote of the film, uh, because he they're like having a little fight. Jason Statham gets his gun and the guy's like, all right, fine, just shoot me then. And Jason Statham sees that there is a Meg approaching and goes, actually, I don't need this, tosses it. Sparta kicks the guy directly into the Meg's mouth as it passes (laughs) and then goes, I won't be needing this. See you later, chum. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best moment. That was my last one. And And I absolutely lost it. (laughs) No, it's absolutely fantastic. What a wonderful, wonderful moment. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that does it for me. Do you have any others? Um, Nothing specific, but I will just say I really enjoyed co-parenting Dad Statham. And Mm. I will just say just generally, I quite enjoyed Mr. Statham. As a character as well, I like you said. I liked that he got to like also do stuff. It was a bit like split sometimes between like who's the protagonist, <laughs> um, but I enjoyed that he was equally as stupid as Jason Statham, just with smaller yeah. bicep. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it from us. But tell you what, I think maybe we should check in with the OG team. OG team. OG team. 
No, it doesn't look like we've had any everyone's comments. Maybe too busy watching Barbenheimer. I think everyone's been too busy Barbenheimering, and that is fair enough. But please do try and check out the Meg, especially if there is a chance to see him 40x. And you have a good bra. Get a good bra, folks. It's a good. It's a good general piece of advice. Maybe wear some really <laughs> thick pants to avoid awkward situations. Wear some thick pants. Again, this is just good life advice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the one better thing. If there is one. The one better thing. If there is one. I've got three. Wow. Okay. I've just got the one. So you start. <laughs> okay. Well, because this was to me inherently a film of two halves. <laughs> if you enjoyed the first half of Meg, you should go and watch Underwater. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, incredible. And has my wife in it. Actually, Kristen Stewart. And has my wife in it, Jessica Hennick. Wow, so many spouses. (laughs) Um, So it's that, or now this is tech, this is cheeky. It's not a film, but it's a video game. (gasps) Subnautica? Soma. Oh, Soma, yes, very good. Yes, for walking across ocean trenches with big, horrible things. Yep. Questioning everything. They question everything. That's the worst thing about it. And them. then um, if if it's the second half delight that you're looking for, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, then, of course, obviously, the 2009 masterpiece Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus has <laughs> everything you need. <laughs> All the pieces were there. And listen, if any of you ever need any shark film recommendations, oh, yeah. I have seen all of them. You And I mean all of them. You need to start a podcast. <laughs> i've already promised to start a cryptid dating podcast so oh that's cool busy. can i <laughs> well i mean sharktopus is gonna be all over that surely <laughs> <laughs> big smile lots of lots of limbs that's what women like right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh my one better thing's a little unusual because i've not actually seen it yet i've just oh. seen the trailers and i've heard the buzz and it looks like fun the movie is called the dive from this year and it is oh, about yeah. yeah a mother and daughter go diving and the mum ends up getting trapped at the bottom of the sea in a rock slide so it's up to the daughter to sort of keep going back up to the surface and doing various things to get more oxygen to try and get help all sorts of things it looks very good it looks very stressful i kind yeah, of want tense, s- tense. it looks unbelievably tense i kind of want someone to spoil this for me and just tell me if it's okay, if they end up okay or not because I don't I'm know. Look it up on Wikipedia for you. It hasn't got a Wikipedia page yet, so I'm gonna wait oh, for them, no. and then then I will go and see it. But I'm really worried hey, this is everyone, gonna end with a dead mum. Send OGT DMs on X slash Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just, just say, not in detail. Oh God, I've just looked up to look up looked up a review, and it just says the ending was not what I thought it would be, which is a good thing, as an element of the unexpected is good. Aliens, I bet. Aliens. Aliens. Yeah, she uh, she journeys journey to the center of the Earth. So. <laughs> or AI, she stays there pining for her mum forever, and then eventually aliens land and give her one perfect day with her mum. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm sad about AI. We again. solved it. We should write films. <laughs> we should. We should write old films. <laughs> the one better thing. There is one. Bex, how can people find out about your endeavours and all the things that you're up to? If you enjoy listening to me being silly and maybe funny, I don't know, I laugh and that's what counts, <laughs> you can catch me at Roll Plus Heart, the queer actual play podcast where we play fun, silly queer games and sometimes even remember to roll dice. <gasps> and I'm just going to do a little plug here. 
if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, well, if you're not, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, you can get amazing goodies, uh, including stickers, prints, and T-shirts. And we've actually just hit a stretch goal, so we've we've put off the recording of our next episode because instead I'll be reciting the entirety of the Mummy 1999 from memory <laughs> to prove my gay credentials. God so damn, you I can support us from that. as little as. One pound a week if you want to hear that nonsense, plus loads of bonus games and stuff. Um, and if you want to see me personally, you can find me uh, under Starling Dust on every one of the three million social media sites that exist now. Blue Sky, Mastodon, Twitter, Tumblr, <laughs> Instagram. I'm on them all. And you can also find me over at Twitch where I'm very slowly making a return to streaming. You can come and hang out and have fun. You can also find me holding hands with Jason Statham oh, walking yeah. into the sunset as he oh. punches things with his free hand. <laughs> That's the dream. Can you give us a little um, a little preview uh, with the first line of The Mummy, 1999? Thebes, yeah. city of the living. Yeah. Crown jewel of Pharaoh Seti the first. Very good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was a good movie. I could go on, but I need to save myself. You've got to save it. Come on, don't do it for free. <laughs> You've got to pay to see that. Oh god, there'll be character voices, costumes even, but you won't you won't see those. But you'll hear quite them. possibly costumes. <laughs> well, excellent. And yes, for OGT it's all the usual places, all the usual faces, mine and Paul's. And uh just go out there and have a look and you'll find it, as well as Quest Fantastic, Jen the Film Critic, and other things that we're involved in. But for now, it's goodbye for me. And it's goodbye for me. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Meg to the Trench is that spoiler alert, Pippin makes it. So sure that dog was gonna fucking die. So sure. Uh, so you owed a dog death. I was so sure Wheatley was gonna kill that fucking dog. Uh, Meg three for sure. <laughs> Meg three. Pippin strikes back. <laughs> <laughs>